Hi, Trent Mal, CEO of Electra Battery Materials. We are a North American focused uh, refiner, starting with a, a cobalt refinery that's now half built. We're also advancing a recycling trial, so refining black mass. And we've got future plans for nickel refining as well as an expansion into the province of Quebec. Trent, good to see you, sir. I uh, hope well. It's been, been a while. Um, you've been busy, but in the backdrop of quite a tough market for cobalt, quite a tough market across the board in terms of it, even for battery metals. Um, how are you coping? It's been, yeah, it's been a, it's been a terrible year for the industry. I think this is going to be the fourth year in a row where green stocks are, are net down for the year. So, uh, I guess good news is that we, um, you know, we took our blows early in the year and I think we're going to be finishing, um, a lot more upbeat. A lot of our peers are ending the year on a low note. And so I feel like we've, uh, we went through the wash first. Uh, we've got a plan, but certainly 23, not a year that many of us want to repeat. No, okay, for sure. But I think what you what you were doing, um, I guess, during the year, I'm sort of looking at your your, your balance sheet and you know the the the, the cash calls that you, you you made out there was aiming big, lots of moving parts, um, you know, and, t- and talking talking a good game. But I think the market has gone on a little bit longer than perhaps any of us expected to. Um, let's put a bit of pressure on you. Have you had to change your thinking, change your strategy somewhat? Yeah, it's it's really, you know, we went from a cash conservation and a, you know, an inflation-driven, you know, forced rethink of our of our strategy. And so as, as yields went up and um, margin compression hit a lot of our downstream companies, some of those dialogues we were having about strategic investments and what a partnership might look like kind of got, got punted a bit. Um, IRA has been great, and, and I think it could still help us. But given that our main asset is in uh, Canada, initially you had that sort of sucking sound of capital interest and investments into the U.S., and that's starting to rebalance. And so all of that really, and the bigger factor, of course, was inflation. And it doesn't matter if you're Electra or General Motors. We, we all felt it. But when you're pre-revenue and you're you know in the middle of a capital project, we started our, our procurement right after COVID. And so piping up 50%, uh, some of our, this is off, off, of, off of quotes. Um, we had everything up, labor, steel, uh, freight. Some of our freight from our overseas procurement was six times higher than initially projected. And so, I mean, there were some massive blows that we saw it, right? Container rates, Baltic dry index and so forth. Uh, reagents as well, we're heading up. And so March, we took the tough decision, right? It was build, build, build off an existing permitted refinery. And so we've got almost 200 million US of replacement value at our site right now, which is off operating a, a demonstration plant, but we still got another 60 million to go. And so since March, it really has been, okay, let's slow down the cobalt build. Let's run our, our recycling demonstration plant because that's lower dollars. And let's focus on a non-dilutive funding solution to get the balance of the capital in place. So was, was it a case of, it was the right plan for the time, but the, 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 the market means that you're having to adjust, be agile, be nimble, just to stay, at the, stay in the game, quite frankly. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... Um, yeah, timing. You can't, you know, you can't, uh, you can't impact that. I guess we we moved right when inflation hit, you know, levels that I haven't seen since I was ten, and I'm into my fifties now. So you know, uh, those those levels, that, that kind of pressure was uh, it was just um, unsustainable. And so we made an early decision to sort of pull in our horns. But having said that, you know, we've got fabrication of some long lead equipment happening all over the world, which couldn't stop. And so it's sort of stop construction, but keep receiving all this equipment. As the market's getting tighter and tighter, um, you know, it was uh, some hairy days in the summer. We did a financing in August. Yes, dilutive, but it's it's kind of the, you know, live to fight another day. I think those investors that got in then uh, could be rewarded in the new year. But yeah, being nimble was was essential and, and not being 
locked into this, you know, we got to go, we got to keep driving here. You know, we, you're going to hit hit into a brick wall, but we're seeing it now, right? We're seeing other, I won't name them. You can't, but there are a number of peers that are um, struggling for survival as we close out the year. And it's a, it's a sad state because the need is there, supply and demand works, but the fundamentals just weren't there for the startups. No, I definitely can name them. We've interviewed a few of them. And, and I think I think they will struggle because um, it was a case of, you know, we're going to stick to the plan. We've made a plan. We're not changing the plan. That is a good plan. And I think it will be terminal for for some of them for sure because they're, they're burning through capital, which they then can't uh, replace, certainly not cheaply, and, and say in, in a way which perhaps um, is going to be more than just dilutive. It's, it's going to be terminal for them. But um, more of that another day. Okay, so you got to stay in the game to play the game. Um, what I'm hearing from you, though, is another case of we're killing those projects. We are putting them to bed for now. I will come back to them at the right time. Is that it? Or would you look to monetize them in some way? I, I would say, I mean, we could talk about the mineral project maybe separately, but for the refining strategy, it was a pause. Um, and as I said on our Q3 call, we're actually ending the year. I'm ending the year with a more upbeat outlook than I've had in about a year's time. And, and that is because, um, because of where we sit in the supply chain, right? We're one step removed from mining. We're not as sexy as a battery plant, but we're also not... 10 billion capex. So the refining space has been overlooked in terms of policy initiatives, specifically funding programs. And and we are, I dare say we are there now, um, the only cobalt refinery in the continent. Um, it's got the attention, not just of the Canadian government, but of the US government as well. And so I think there are tools um, that can and will come to bear. So we've been this square peg in an industry around holes for three years. Um, we paused. And, and finally, when we, like we were early movers, finally, it feels like the policy is there. 80, like 86, 89% of investments in this space were private in the US this year, 27 government investments. So the public markets, is, it's a tough way to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. And, and so my, um, my objective, I want to say commitment, but my objective here is to uh, go into next year with a focus on government and strategic partner solutions that would be largely maybe not entirely, but largely non-dilutive so that the the poor retail shareholder, institutional shareholder that's been you know, hanging out and, and and staying loyal to us can finally get rewarded with our actions. Okay, but let's let's talk a little bit. Okay, so potentially a little bit less competition because you know not everyone's going to make it through. You're, you're kind of, you feel that you, you can get that because you've kind of, I, I guess, cut back on costs and looking at alternative non-dilutive financing. Great. Um, but in terms of this plan, right? We've heard companies come on here and say, look, we are going to stop the kind of let's show people how big this thing can get uh, model. We are going to try and get into revenue. Old school, let's make some money. It may not be as entirely as efficient, but at least money's flowing. I mean, how how are you viewing the, the near term and what, what is the what is the goal that you're seeking out? Well, in our case, the capital intensity is not that great, right? It's, we got 60 million as against a 250, 260 million dollar asset, so it's not a billion dollar nickel lithium asset that needs permitting and indigenous consultations and you know 10 years of drilling and building up. We could be done in probably with the money in place, money and team in place, just over a year of construction to put it all together. It's piping, instrumentation, electrical work. Um, and so getting it across the line for us, um, there's no change in the scope. It really has to be do with just taking the pause, getting every dollar in the door before we press play again. And, and, and then across the line, we've got LG, 
who extended their contract with us, even in the face of a delay, they went from a three-year contract to five, 60% of our production to up to 80, kind of at our election. Um, and it's created a, a bit, we're, we're sold out. I mean, I say 80, we've got enough demand on that remaining 20 to sell it a few times. And when I look forward to 2027 as the only cobalt refiner, continental demand here in North America is going to be 3x what we're going to produce. We're, we're in good shape. And I, and I think uh, it's just a question now of a little bit of patience and timing waiting waiting into probably q2 before we can do something meaningful right okay well that okay so it went 60 up to 80 percent production that's great but you you know you've also mentioned that kind of costs have gone up across the board how's that affecting your margins well if we if we if we go the non-dilutive route right we do have debt we've got convertible debt holders they've been they've been supportive um so the margins on the margins are locked in that's the other thing we're not and you see it right lithium nickel cobalt if you're market facing this has been a brutal year for for everybody um it, it, in our case, we're we're a widget factory, right? Our our quotation period for our, our our product in matches the quotation period for the product out. So the reference price on cobalt is dated the same point in time. So it's a an efficient operation, and it's not a straight toll. It's our you know the way we structured our contracts, the floor. And as a partner, you don't want us to go to business, so we set the floor. There's an adjustment if a couple of key reagents go out of whack, go too high, we can increase that floor, and then we've got a bit of upside participation. So it's been a it's a well-structured contract that, you know, in a mature state, you would expect this could be a fairly reliable dividend play. But that, of course, is years away. Okay, so so what type of company are you in? I'm trying to work out what I'm investing into because obviously you're saying the plan the plan's been adjusted. You, you had to be uh, had to be agile. So what I bought into is not necessarily what I'm seeing now. How would you describe yourself? Yeah, I think the evolution of Eiffel back at four or five years from inception, it was mineral exploration. Right, it was cobalt first cobalt as our, our predecessor name. And, and we still have that asset in the state of Idaho, uh, copper cobalt deposit um, that needs, look, it needs more drilling and permitting and a couple of hundred million dollars investment. So yes, I think uh, now is not the time. Um, low holding costs, I think we can de-risk it and grow it. I don't know that our capital is best deployed there, right? So how we create value there, partner, JV, sale, how we monetize that in some fashion, you know, we'll wait until cobalt's higher than the $15 it is today. Um, so we're a refiner. Um, and so how do you look at us? Look, we're auto supply chain. We are, um, we're ESG and we're in a class of one. I mean, that's, that to me is the best attribute. We've got no competition here in the continent. And in the Western world, in the IRA world, we've got Umicore in Finland and they're pretty much sold out. Beyond that, it's a pretty skinny market outside of China. Right. Okay. So, what, so you potentially remove that asset from the balance sheet, you would look to monetize that at some point. Is that what you're saying? Or is it a case that the will come back to later, piece, maybe? Per, yeah, the idle piece. And, and then build yeah, yeah, around. That's what I'm about. Yeah, yeah, and recall, you know, our strategy is not to be a cobalt refiner. It's to be a refiner. So we've got a permitted site that has operated in the past. And, you know, years of, of permitting sort of out of the way. So it's start with cobalt as phase one. Then we go to battery recycling as our second phase. The big step will be nickel refining. And so you co-locate all of that, maybe manganese. And then you can attract your precursor partnerships either on site or close. There's six of them being built around us. And so our right. product gets sold to precursor manufacturers. And so okay. it's it's a question of scaling up across the NCM cathode chemistry. We've already been invited to build a second refinery in the province of Quebec. Ours is north of Toronto in Ontario. Uh, invited to build a second one with some pretty hefty subsidies for that one. But That'll have to wait, of course, until the first one's out of the gate. Okay, well, what talks to me about this then? Because, you know, as a as an explorer, I guess most of the market will say, well, you know, that's the kind of risk profile I'm aware of. It's 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 high risk, but it's high leverage. I'm prepared to put some of my portfolio into that. You're, what you're describing as, as a refiner is obviously 
Francis Bill, uh, much, much lower risk. But how do I value myself? Where do I look for a comp that can say, well, I can sort of see where Electra's going to be in a year, in two years, in five years? Yeah, I think it's probably the chemical chemical plants, um, you know, and multiple EBITDA. So we, we put out um, earlier in the year, we were showing EBITDA projections of kind of 40, 43 million US uh, once we're ramped up to full production on the cobalt piece. Um, and so what's the multiple today on that? You know, are we three to five as opposed to 10 to 12, right? The, the buoyancy of the market will dictate where you sit. Either way, you can see some value through that through that ramp up once the capital's in place. And I would say the, you know, the risk profile for us, the big, I mean, it's two of them. Well, well, the biggest by far is just that completion capital, getting that in the door. And so um, once that's in place, we've got all the long lead equipment. Um, this is not a, it's not a technology play. There's nothing novel, right? It's a hydrometallurgical plant where you dissolve, you neutralize, purify, and then you crystallize your product. So it's what's happening in China and around the world. So the second risk though, is just making sure you can commission that properly. And so for your audience, you, know, you start up a new gold mill, maybe you're at 82%, maybe 78%, God forbid. And you want to get that up to 89, 92, 93. And it's those kind of, that it's that learning curve you got to get on with our product. Having said that, if our product is 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 at a low grade, you can repurpose it and run it through again. And so that's the beauty of the LG contract. The cobalt composition in a battery is small. And if we're selling for the first six months exclusively to one client, they can blend it in. You've got that feedback loop and an ability to sort of work your way up to spec with product that's still commercially saleable into your client. So that'll give us, okay, in the short term, we kind of got, got a sense, okay, pick a, pick a multiple, right? Okay, I, yeah. I get that. But you kind of get a sense of the scale of the opportunity in front of you. Um, is this, is this can, can you then scale up again? Or say a new build would be a case of how much money can you get access to? You know, and how much demand is there, and and the cost of that capital, right? But with with, with you know with with the with the current setup, um, is that scalable modular? Um, yeah, uh, yeah, we units. We've got six hundred acres, and you know, you can see it on our website. It's a, it's a big package of land near Sudbury, so you're in a good industrial area, mining, reagents, and infrastructure, and electric power. So you know the the, the, car, the ESG story is is fabulous. So you've got the room. Uh, the, the cobalt plant year one, ramping up to 5,000 tons of cobalt. Year three, there is that step up to 6,500. So that's about one and a half million EVs per year, depending on your your, your car or your EV battery size assumptions. Um, and these plants, as the, we got 5,065 per the equipment, but as, as these plants mature and you understand how these tanks work and what the levels need to be, the loadings, you know, 6,500 could become something bigger. Yeah. But- Beyond that, I think the nearer-term growth opportunity is going to be um, black mass. And so we've got a lot of recyclers in North America that are doing nothing but shredding the batteries. So you know, you're you're taking the plastics out, um, crushing the cathode anode. You got this powder, big black powder of of really valuable stuff, and then you're selling it off to Asia because nobody has the refining capabilities. Glencore's got a smelter in Sudbury that takes some. Everything else, by and large, let's say Korea gets the, the bulk of that. And so everybody's moving towards. The refinery capability. Some are trying to get it. And this is more of a tech play, right? To go from black mass right through to a sulfate. Electra has taken a more incremental approach. Let's take the black mass and let's separate out the lithium and the nickel and the cobalt. Find a find a market and just make a margin on that. So we're playing in a certain part of that supply chain. We've been doing that for eleven months now. That would be the next leg of growth. Maybe build our own shredder because that's almost commoditized now. Get your supply. So you're not buying your black mass, run it through your refinery, 
So leg two is that you'll start to see more details on that. We've been promising the market a little bit of an update on our 11 months of, of processing, but we've had good demand for the nickel cobalt MHP. Um, our lithium product is not yet technical grade. We're just shy of that. So we recently signed an MOU with RockTech to see if with RockTech, and we're talking to a number of players, but can we, do we need to stop there or should we go all the way to a technical or a, or a, or a, or a battery grade product? So lithium TBD, graphite is another product stream, not a lot of money, but we can sell that as well. Okay. Okay. And look, and just look, I see, I, I want to kind of come back to you because I was saying, I know it's been a sort of difficult year for, for, for everyone. And I, you know, with you, I, I always felt there's, like, there's a lot of moving parts coming together and you're, you're, it was always a big idea, right? And yep. obviously in market, sometimes there's different ideas of, about how you time that. The balance sheet is big sort of that you are getting, you know, looking um, for additional sort of like non-dilutive capital. Your shareholders should be pleased at that. Is, is, what, 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 what's the big thing on the to-do list for next year, which says, if we get this done, we're, we're, we're good to go. We we will make money. We will be yeah. a company that'll be around. We will survive. Uh, we will win. So, yeah, great question. Um, when we slowed down our construction efforts in March, we did a, a re-baselining of our costs and our schedule. Um, so with our APC contractors and, and ourselves, you know, what are the new costs? Now with daylighting the new cost structure and having done most of the procurement now, it actually is a lot easier. Most of what's left is, is a bit of procurement of some steel and pipes, but most of it is a construction job. And so rebaseline the, the timeline and, and the CapEx that was then sent out to a third party uh, engineer for, for a review. So we feel pretty good on that. Um, so the steps really are, we're going through some pretty heavy processes right now, procurement type procurement, no more of the RFP type processes where we're working on funding streams. And that's got all of our attention. These are fairly involved um, negotiations and submissions. So money comes in, figure out, and you got to negotiate the contract and the terms around that and the releases. Uh, and then it's just remobilizing the team. We, we went from 36 people of our own up there to, to nine. So you got to you got to rebuild the team. You've got to do a little bit of procurement around the piping. And then it's a pretty big construction contract, um, electricians and other trades that need to come up and then you and then you press go and so the, the path forward really once you have the money uh, you're you're executing right there's no more design work required we're at 99 percent engineering and all the long lead custom stuff has been done right but most importantly for me for, for, for businesses it's not a case of build it and they shall come you're saying that with the lc energy uh component with what you're seeing in the market you can sell this and make margin and therefore make profit yeah, well, that's all, yeah, it's all there, right? We've got the, the feed. The feed we're buying from third parties, and they're lining up because they don't want to sell everything to China, which is now the case. We're diverting from China, and you're right. We got LG and others willing to buy. So you've got the supply chain has been figured out. We've got commercial contracts that are in place. We've got the detailed engineering. We've got the permits. We've got a site that's operating. So the front end of our future plant has already been commissioned. It's not much. I mean, you walk around there. It's not like walking through an empty clay field. I mean, this is a, you know, it's an industrial complex. It just needs a little bit more work and love and and we're off to the races and it's a hundred year asset, right? These things don't come and go quickly. Trent, I, like, I appreciate the update today. Uh, thanks for making this home for me. Uh, stay in touch, let us know how you get on um, and uh, yeah, I wish you well. All right, appreciate it. Take care, Matthew.